Welcome to The Observer Effect, a podcast of travel stories. Each week, we hope to bring you a conversation with someone we meet overseas, and at least one good story. Carl Rogers, the humanist educator and psychologist, said, If I let myself really understand another person, I might be changed by that understanding. This week we recorded the episode in our favorite coffee shop in Seville. It's called Torch Coffee, and we love it because it's got a great atmosphere, it's got the best coffee in the city, and even better, the owners are incredibly kind. They noticed that we were recording and they turned down the music and they gave us a lot of support. So we want to support them back. Not only that, but Torch Coffee has a much bigger story. In fact, we hope to record their story sometime in the future. You can learn more about their story on their website, but they have locations in North Carolina and China, and they source their coffee in Guatemala, and the inspiration comes from Guatemala. So check them out, Torch Coffee. You'll find a a link on our webpage. Ophira is originally from Israel, and she's spent most of her adult life in the Netherlands. And now she's traveling. She's been in Spain and other places. And as we start this interview, she's uh, describing her complicated feelings about returning home to Israel. I was there recently, uh, and uh, every time I'm there, I'm thinking, you know, why am I going back? I, I should stay here. But um, at the same time, I felt like a, a tourist. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I am in my home, I am in my old home, but I'm, I, I could fit there tomorrow like this, although uh, I'm not sure about the job. Mm-hmm. I, that's the first time now I was also really checking that one out, yeah. but just as an option. But uh, the sphere is something I don't like anymore. Plus, I since uh, since about two years, I started to travel to. Um, that's not true. I wanted to say to Spain. I've been to Spain before, mm-hmm. like 20 years ago, but four days here, four days there. Yeah. As a student, and now I really went a couple of times for like 10 days here, 10 days there. If I, I I'm really bad at places, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> at remembering the, the names and things. And everything is one big mesh, but I'll try to remember. But in any case, since I've come here, um, I, I felt sort of like at the second home. Uh, the people, the sphere, the, the, the warmth, the, the, the casualty, the, even the talking in, uh, in bars, or in, if, you, if you order something, you ask them, what is this? They'll go out of their way to explain it to you. Yeah. Uh, they go out of their way to show you the way. Uh, until now, I've only uh, recounted nice people. Yeah. Not saying they're all nice, but that's 
mostly in my, my experience. And I love the language, and I love languages anyways. So that I, I started to like focus on this country. Because, yeah. Just because of the, the kindness of the people and your attraction to the language? Yeah. Yeah, wow. actually it started even with the language. Wow. Because I love languages. And, well, it started before that because I thought I don't want Holland anymore. So I thought, okay, what now? So yeah. Israel, again, was an option. Mm -hmm. But um, I'd rather have something new. And since I've been here, you know, I fell in love in the place and yeah. with the people. And that's, that's actually why I came here. And I, I love culture. I love to see the cathedral and everything. But I, it's more important for me to see how the people are. Yeah. yeah. And if I fit in. And even, even the height of them is for me, it's like a breath of fresh air again. Because yeah. in Holland, I call them all giraffes. I, I look up, you know, I'm one of the smaller ones. <laughs> Sorry that I'm so tall. <laughs> no, 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 I'm used to you. Yeah. You're not the problem. But I mean, even the women, yeah. they st I, I, all my friends are like up there. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and like my, my boyfriend or my ex and other are all 190 at least. Yeah, yeah. So... Well, by the way, uh, <laughs> could you describe yourself for the audience? What, what do you look like? What I look like? Um, I'm 1 meter 60. Okay. Uh, I think I'm average built. Um, that's another thing. In, in, Amer in uh, Holland, I'm I, I, I used to be very thin. Hmm. I came to Holland, I ate a lot in one year because, yeah, <laughs> it was so cold, it was so cold, and they have a lot of uh, patak, like patak, uh, French fries, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. everywhere, that's their main thing, mm -hmm. and I ate, I ate too much of that, and I ate too much anyways, and uh, I grew like double. <laughs> No, I'm back to thin. It's like the, the past. No, in Spain, I'm, I'm really living since two weeks. I mean, I, I'm not living here. Right. No, since um, I st and I thought of what do I want to do now with my life and where. So uh, one of the things was to get back in condition. Mm, right. And so I lost some kilos. I, I, I exercise almost daily. Uh, and you know, I just take time for that. Yeah. Because while I was a psychologist, I had time, but right. you don't make the time. Right. And uh, you focus. You know, you're more here. You you focus uh, lit literally, or you read things. Mm -hmm. You uh, you think a lot. Yeah. And I still think a lot, but less now. I'm also enjoying walking and you know yeah. other things. So. Uh, so we were about about me, yeah, about what I look like. Okay. Um, I have brown hair and green eyes. Uh, so again, average built by now, back to normal, <laughs> almost. And were you born in Israel? Yeah. Then? Okay. Yeah. So you grew up in Israel uh, yeah. and then moved to Holland. Yeah, I grew up in. Um, I was born in Jerusalem. Mm -hmm. I grew up there. I went, uh, because of my father's work, I went when I was five for one year to England okay. for sabbatical. When I was 12 for one year to Philadelphia, and when, when I was 16 again to Philadelphia. And then um, 
in Israel you do the army, so after the army I went uh, straight to Holland. Initially for one year sabbatical, I mean with my father's sabbatical, and I was initially going to study Chinese. Uh, <laughs> and I studied it also for one yeah. year in yeah. Holland. Yeah. And since the, after that I took a year free because yeah. I didn't know what I wanted to do. And after that I started psychology, wow. which was my first real... Uh, sort of passion, I mean, I wanted to do it, but of course, Chinese was also, I love, again, languages, but um, I never, it's almost like my father wrote me in to, to do the studies. Yeah, yeah. I hardly knew uh, what I wanted to do at the time. Mm -hmm. So I would still love to learn Chinese maybe one day, but uh, not as a, as a job or anything. Mm -hmm. and well, that's like yeah. 10 different directions yeah, I want to go really. in, in, <laughs> in this inquiry, but... Uh, oh. Uh, I'm, cu I'm most curious about what role travel has played in your life. Uh, I'm interested in how travel changes people. So, okay. what has been your relationship to travel? Well, I can say, maybe I can start with the sabbaticals. Sure. Um, one of five years old, I can't remember much mm. because uh, I have some, uh, some pictures. Mm. But it did help me to see the world a, a little bit different. But I think I, uh, it opened me more up when I was 12. Um, because, yeah, I saw America, you know, I saw things that other people don't see in, in my country. Um, yeah, and it, it helped me, I think until today, to uh, not see the world as so, so small. Yeah. Even now, when I come back to Holland and I see everybody's in their own small stuff, uh, talking about, yeah, for me it's so small. It's like, okay, you're back in your, it, look at the world, you know. It's like, there's so much more than than your cat dying yesterday. I'm not saying it's bad, but, um, yeah. So that's the main thing. It opened me to to other people other culture, other ways of eating, other ways of talking, um, that's in general, I don't know if... Yeah, is, is there anything uh, you bring to your travel differently than others as a psychologist? Uh, do, you, do you think you look at travel in a different way than others? I think in any case I look at people differently. Mm. I've already, uh, without wanting to, I've already, uh, <laughs> really, I've already given like kind of um, personality traits to people in our class, for example. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to talk about that no. on record? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you can keep that to yourself. Yeah. <laughs> so. But that uh, or the people themselves. Is this like a diagnosis, or yeah, you're thinking yeah, in your mind yes. what what you would. Well, it's, help them it's like a hypnosis, a, a, a hypothesis yeah, yeah. that you make about people, whether you want to or not. Um, so, like, if also if I see a group, like a group, even my own group or Israeli group or this group, you make, um, yeah, kind of diagnosis. Or yeah. these are people who are very closed, or very this, or very hysterical, or whatever. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, yeah. of course, not everybody fits to that. You do that in order to understand the world. I, I'm curious, it's just a tangent, tangential question, but uh, as a psychologist, have you seen much change in people? Like, have you had a hand in healing, you know, 
uh, problems in people. People, like, have you in seen general. people Yeah, have you seen people grow? Yeah, of course. And change? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think most of the people that I uh, uh, had in, in my care, uh, but also other people that I've seen, hopefully, at least I've seen them uh, changed uh, yeah. mostly to the good. I mean, some are and will be, uh, you know, chronic problems. Sure. Um, I was working in a, also two years in a, in a more chronic place, but most of the other years, um, and especially the last seven years, I had my own practice of what you call the light to moderate uh, problems. Mm -hmm. So within eight to ten times, sometimes less, uh, they were finished. Yeah. They were changed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And what would you say has been the most powerful instrument you've used in changing um, or you've seen people use or what's the secret of it? <laughs> well, if I knew that. <laughs> no, I think I think the most important thing in any case mm. for people is to be heard and to yeah, to have a voice and to feel special and, and important. Mm -hmm. um, but that's only that helps. It depends how hurt you are. I mean, but um, that's part of changing. For example, if you were very hurt by your mother or something, and you feel worthless, and 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 you have somebody who really does have interest in you, that helps. But what helps more is teaching them to think differently, mm -hmm. and to because these people, because well, maybe most of us, uh, we we think very narrowly. And we tend to see the bad things and to remember the bad things and to always think what if and nobody likes me or if you see somebody smiling you might think oh he's smiling because I have the wrong shirt on or whatever. Yeah. And so these kind of people at least they came to, to my office. I mean people who don't think so they don't have a problem. And so I taught them to think differently and to expect differently and to, in any case, be open for, okay, yes, he might be laughing at you, but he might also just like you or, or be neutral and just, you know, have a smiling face. Mm -hmm. And people will think, oh, yeah, I never thought of that. And so I sort of teach people a different way of life. Yeah. And that, that's the secret, you know, it's because... If now they're healed by this, they will be hurt tomorrow by that. So, but if they learn to think differently and to wait before they they have their opinion of oh he's probably laughing at me, then they'll be changed. Mm -hmm. Because everybody uh, goes through bad days and bad things and uh, can think oh train doesn't wait for me so I'm a bad person or whatever. Um, but um, if you think differently, or you have some other mottos in your life, mm -hmm. then you've changed for the better, I think. Uh, a second ago you said it, it depends on how hurt you are. I thought you said it depends on how heard you ah, are. <laughs> both are true. Both are so. true. Both are so. true. No, but I mean, some people are really, really hurt, of course. I also do, did uh, EMDR, which is... Uh, it's only one of the techniques, but it's a very quick technique. Of, yeah, quite quick. Of really helping people with really bad uh, traumas, or sometimes, sometimes small traumas, but which mean a lot to them. So, um, 
I think I think traumas not always, but if it's not too much and it's not going to open to it, they can be helped and um, and dealt with. And then that also teaches people to look differently mm-hmm. at their lives because what you what you had is what you're thinking, you know. Mm-hmm. So if that's resolved, that also helps. Yeah. Uh, through my uh, studies of education, I've run across Carl Rogers, and he's one of my favorite educators and psychologists. Uh, and it, he's all about listening yeah. and yeah. validating the clients. Uh, have, have you studied him or used his yeah, practices? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. And I think he's he's like this the 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 second secret or the the. But uh, people said after that, you know, that's not enough. But um, the most important thing in any case to be able to help someone is to, as again, as I said, that the other person will feel heard and will feel that there will be a connection. If there's no connection, you can have the best technique you want in life. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe it will not connect. It will not help. Yeah. So. Yeah. Let's see if we can tie all this together, yeah. and uh, it'd be magic if, if it does. Uh, so, what, what's your best travel story, or what? My best what travel, travel experience impacted you the most, or have you made that kind of connection, that miraculous connection through travel? Okay, okay. because I've, I've been to many countries and many things. Uh, I usually like. Uh, things that are really beautiful, like mm-hmm. Venezia or you know any any beautiful place, Granada here. But if you talk about the connection, um, the first thing that now came to my mind was, oh, I have two places maybe. Yeah, can I say about two? Maybe of even course. three. The first thing that I was just now thinking was um, Edinburgh, mm-hmm. where I went only for I think four days. Uh, but I also felt kind of at home. If it wasn't for the bad weather, England would have maybe also been an option. Um, I remember going there to a, like a pub, mm-hmm. a very small one, and uh, people were all sitting um, like in a U shape. Mm-hmm. You ordered something, and, and I remember even what I ate. It was like a potato salad, uh, no, potato soup. <laughs> I don't remember. A couple of things. It was really good though. Like handmade. Hand- yeah, yeah. yeah. And, um, and there was a person there in, in that U-shaped thing. And he had a guitar. And I think he was called Angel or something. Like, what's his name? <laughs> his his artist. Scottish? Name. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, they were yeah. all Scottish. And I was then with my ex-boyfriend um, just having a meal. Yeah. And they were all having a meal. There was also something on the floor for the, like, water for the... Somebody had a, a dog, and this uh, Scottish man uh, started to just play, just for, like, I don't know, maybe he was there every day, I have no idea. And then you could ask uh, a song, so I also asked one song, and I was singing with it, and I felt like a toe, it was so funny. So, yeah, yeah they was, embraced you. They embraced everybody. It yeah. was like, like I'm just coming to, to eat with everybody there. We, we were all sitting there, and like... Looking at each other, it was kind of funny also. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. love those experiences <laughs> where you find unexpected community or yeah. on the road, there's, yeah. you're kind of thrown into company with other people and you just feel warmth 
that you don't always feel at home. Yes. Yes. And yeah, this kind of warmth I also feel here. Sure. So again, I not not that much yet, but uh, even even again, as I sit, if I sit in a cafe and I ask somebody what is this, and they go out of the way to explain it to me, um, you feel already like it's it's your mother, sort of. Like the other day here, I I was standing and, and eating like a tapas, and I asked about what is this, and this late old lady was explaining, and then she said to me, "Oh, you talk good uh, Spanish." <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, thank you, I'm, I'm studying here. And oh, yeah, what are you studying or where? Yeah. And before I know it, I had a conversation. And uh, yeah, that's the things that, that make me also uh, feel warm. Mm -hmm. yeah. I always wonder how, to, how I can carry that warmth with me and so, share it, you know, in other places. In another I mean? country or another one? Um, back at home or when I keep traveling, you know, like, I can't play guitar like that guy, <laughs> but yeah. there are other ways to transmit the warmth like that, you know? Yeah. Uh, it's one of my hopes. <laughs> I hope so, yeah. You can only be yourself. Mm -hmm. and uh, But by being yourself, if you have a connection, sorry, like one-on-one, -on -one, then... Um, yeah, if you have a connection, you'll have it. But I think also uh, many times it depends on the group you're with. Mm. It's it's uh, even the class where in it's, it's it's peer pressure. It's I mean if you're the warmest guy, but um, you're in in China where nobody I, I don't know I have no idea. But let's say nobody wants to talk to you, then you won't bring this warmth. Yeah. That's so true. it depends on the other person as well. That's true. <laughs> you said you had a second story too. Yeah, I have many. No, uh, my second like. Like home uh, country, no, home uh, city. Is it has to be Liverpool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. Because I'm, I'm a great fan of the Beatles and of John Lennon, of course, mm -hmm. the most. And I almost feel like they're my family. And um, and my, my if there were gods, if I have to believe in anybody, it's in them. <laughs> yeah. So they're like, well, they are like my... Um, my teachers. Yeah. So, yeah. Explain. <laughs> well, like, like you had it, uh, they're like, I read a lot about them, and of course there are human beings, like about John, he's been a bad boy and a good boy and, and everything. So I'm, I'm not saying they're gods, but uh, they're, the way they are, their way of life, uh, they were, they were, um, uh, I feel like they're my parents almost, like yeah. they, they taught me uh, right from wrong almost, uh, in their songs, in, in the books I've read about them. Right. You gotta cite an example, give us a, oh, well, a song. Just, just look at, the, at, at any song, Okay. any song, I don't even know where to begin. Which one jumps to mind <laughs> first? You mean like uh, a, a lyric that taught you Yeah, morals? many, many, <laughs> many, yeah. Uh, well, the one that comes to me is one of John Lennon, but I, I'm really, when somebody asks me, I want to, I, I, I have a blackout. Of course, of course. But um, I think it's called Love. Mm -hmm. I don't know it by heart right now. Um, I think if I ever marry again, I would want that song. Um, something like Love is Real, Real is Love, Love is Happy. I, I don't remember, but just a simple song about love. And... Um, or another song of his, Grow Old Along With Me. Mm. Um, 
and another one of my favorite of his is a song that he sings to his son, um, just about life. And oh yeah, one 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 citation from that that I, that I know is life is what happens to to you while you're busy making other plans. Yeah. <laughs> and things like that. Or another citation that comes in mind from the Beatles is, and in in the end, the love you make is equal to the love you. Take. Other, way, other way, other way, I think, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when I hear it, I can sing along, but just yeah. like that. So, many, many songs, uh, yeah, so were interesting to me. Were. Did they prompt you to go to Liverpool? Were they the reason you went? They were the reason, yeah. yeah. I, I feel like, like many people go to Jerusalem and to Israel for their... Pilgrimage? Pilgrimage. This is my pilgrimage. You, you made a pilgrimage from Jerusalem. No, no, I was already here sure, in Holland, sure, sure. and I, that's also one of the reasons that I went to um, New York for the Dakota, where, where John lived, of course, oh, wow. so that's also my yeah, home. Yeah, what was that like standing there? It was, uh, I, I was I was actually crying, and I was in the, in the park, in the Central Park, and, and where the Imagine thing was, and it's it's almost like I came to Mecca, you know. It's really weird. Yeah. But and then the Dakota just to see it, and I was like, I was like wanting to call Yoko, like I I have a meeting with you, but yeah, yeah, yeah I even yeah. for her, because anything that has to do with him is I'm going. So for her, I went to Bilbao. I mm. think it was yeah. September a year ago. She had. Um, I've always wanted to go to the Guggenheim there, mm. but once I saw, I don't remember where on the internet. That she had a uh, exhibition there. Yeah. I thought I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> now is my time. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. I get I get Bilbao and her at the same time. Yeah. So yeah, anything that has to do. Um, I also saw his son when I lived in the states, um, Julian Lennon, which looks similar to him. Mm-hmm. And he, when he sings, also you know it's it's so weird. So um, yeah, in this way I went to him also to see. That mm-hmm. and last year in Holland, I saw Paul McCartney. That was like I wow. saw God almost, almost next to God. I mean, yeah. John, but um, no, so so they are like part of my life and they will always be. So that's part of why Liverpool was my life, do, was do, my place. Do you remember when you first fell in love with them? Yeah, what was that like? I remember, I don't remember exactly, but my mother uh, said to me, There's a film and you want to go t- with me. I think also my brother went, and it was a hard day's life. Yeah. And I, I love that movie. Yeah. Such a good movie. <laughs> and I went there, I, I mean, I had my first cassette was of the Beatles, was the Sgt. Peppers, but I never knew who they were. Right. I was like, I knew the, the songs by heart, mm-hmm. but I thought it was five Russian people, and <laughs> I had no idea. No idea. So then I went to the hard day's night, <laughs> and I, I just fell in love with them yeah. when I saw it. Yeah. And I, it was the song, um, oh, I never fell in love with a girl like you, I don't remember the name. From that second I remember, I was, I was caught on to them. So, but then, so, so when I went to Liverpool, uh, I went there twice, mm-hmm. to, the, to the Beatles weekend, or week, Beatles yeah. week. And I was, I always thought Liverpool was like a, like something, uh, not dirty, but I mean, it's like a, 
old place or well, you know run down yeah run down working class or yeah yeah like a, it's a port right it's a port yeah. exactly and um, seedy dangerous no not dangerous but no. I thought you know I'm really just going there for the Beatles yeah but then I had the same experience I had like here and in, in Edinburgh. It, other than that the city was also really beautiful and the museums are beautiful. The people there were kind, the, the kindest I've ever met and they were so, so nice to me. And uh, also, what do you mean? Well, also out of their way uh, showing me things. Um, they must have great accents too. Yeah, well, I feel at home there because I, I know, of course, the accent. Do they all sound like the Beatles? Yeah. <laughs> and there's also all these Beatles lookalikes that walk around or, or, or just play it's in the like evenings. Heaven. Yeah, I was in the cavern, you know. And then in the evening, there was Beatles after Beatles. But some are Japanese, of course, and they are. But some are from there. So it, it's, it's quite an experience. Yeah. I would really recommend that. Yeah. Wow. So, uh, yeah, but they were really, really nice people. And, you know, you asked how, just by being casual, by you sit somewhere and they just talk with you. And they, and again, if you need, you, you ask, where is this? Oh, that's where that. And, oh, by the way, like, like I went to all the places they were uh, born in or where they grew up. And I did this time, the second time. Yeah. And so I go there and I see somebody just outside, let's say, cleaning their something and I, I asked oh is that, is that the house where he was born yes that was the house and by the way there is where his uh, aunt lived or whatever they they went out of the way to show me things yeah. they didn't have to think of how their lives have been shaped by yeah. the Beatles yeah like, totally because it's like run down places where they were born yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and every time you see a whole club of people going there and seeing the places and yeah. Yeah, I'm sure it's, uh, without the Beatles, nobody would have come there ever, I think. Mm -hmm. But, uh, although at the time, when they were uh, getting uh, famous, uh, there were a lot, it was the big thing there in sure. Liverpool. Sure, so I think nowadays nobody would have come there if the Beatles weren't there. Yeah, that's so, a great story. Uh, yeah. You, you've planted a seed in my heart. I'd never, I never, I love the Beatles too, okay. um, and especially that album, Hard Day's Night. Yeah. Uh, that was my first, but uh, I never thought, you know, I need to make my pilgrimage there. Yeah. But now I will. Really, yeah, you should go. <laughs> I wish I had the right to play a Beatles song at the end here. Ah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I could call Paul McCartney for you. Yeah. No. Well, thank you so much. You're welcome. That was perfect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I liked it. I enjoyed it. So did we. Thanks to Ophira for speaking English, one of the many languages she knows. Thank you to Torch. Check them out online. And thanks, as always, to Dana Boulay for this beautiful music.